Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan. Welcome once again to this week's episode of The Eye on the Ball. This is your host, Elaine Ingram. For this episode, I met up with the mighty Fergus Quinn after he made his pro boxing debut for MTK recently. Um, He went over to Wakefield and beat Robbie Chapman in six rounds. Uh, Had a fantastic result there. Um, Fergus doesn't sit still for long either. Um, He came on as a sub for his club, Balik, in their semi-final football championship when they beat St. Michael's handsomely. I spoke to him before the final um, against Fork Hill that finished in a draw. Uh, that was an absolute thriller, which we'll get to later on. Um, he Fergus came on as a, he was a late addition to the starting lineup and had a great game. It was another really exciting GAA weekend where the aforementioned junior championship final uh, was decided on Saturday and the Intermediate Championship final was um, played out on Sunday. Um, on the Saturday, I spoke to Bleak manager Gareth Thornton after the game uh, where they drew it for kill. And uh, I also spoke to Paddy Burns um, to, to have to hear his take on things. On Sunday, I went to the Clannagale game and they had a convincing victory. After that, I spoke to their captain, um, Ronan Austin, um, and he gave me his take on things. But before that, um, let's hear from Fergus Quinn um, about how he's getting on in his boxing career. Hello, Fergus. How are you? Really nice to meet you. Um, first thing I want to say is uh, congratulations. Congratulations and congratulations. <laughs> congratulations on your um, first um, boxing bout, professional. Yeah. And you, you, you had a great win, and also congratulations on getting into the final with um, your GAA club league. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah, uh, nice to meet you. Yeah, no, it's good to get the show on the road, and hopefully, you know, going the next while, the next over the next one or two, they'll start to get a crowd back and start to get a few local people now maybe out to support me. So it was. Um, you had to wait over there, I believe. You were waiting for a COVID test. You were in over in Wakefield. What, what was that all about? Was this a, was it a standard thing, or were you yeah. su- suspected? Or uh, no, we just we all had to fly over. I flew over Sunday evening, um, and we all like every boxer and all the coaches and you know all the media teams and all this crack. We were all staying in the one hotel, sort of sort of keep us all together and all got tested on the Monday morning, and then. We were sort of quarantined for a day until we got our results and then the whole time like we were just sort of kept in the hotel I suppose to make sure no one got it you know to put the show off like so they just had everyone under the one roof and got them all tested and yeah, it was a long old week now sitting in the hotel room to be fair what, what, what must that be like what goes through your mind when you're in a situation like that are you over do you start maybe to overthink things or you know how, how difficult is that rather than just being able to just go and get it over and done with yeah i suppose it was it's weird, like, but I suppose you know I'm used to being away on trips that you know in the amateur days and that the way over the, the middle of nowhere, staying in hotels and nothing to do. So 
something I was used to, you know. But yeah, it was it was just a boring week. Like you know, we were over on the Sunday and basically in our rooms for three days until the fight, you know. So it was it was a weird one now, but I suppose it had to be done. You know, everyone was on the same boat, like so. It was just something that had to be done, and everything's a bit weird now, isn't it? Like so, it's, if that's all you have to worry about, it's not the end of the world. Like. Yeah, that's true. But um, and you ended up you ha- you did have a great win over Robbie Chapman and you didn't shy away either I mean you could have from what I gather anyway you could have gone for maybe an easier fight if you had have you know waited longer but you wanted to get stuck in there and you didn't shy away from it so you're obviously a very forward-thinking fighter you know it's about it's not about just getting wins under your belt it's about you know challenging getting good challenges yeah I suppose you know it was a risky one for the first one you know I would say like he would have won a record and you know we had fought for titles before and so it was sort of a bit of a uh, when it was over six rounds too for the first one but i suppose with covid and that you know there's only a limited number of fights per show so you know the management team who's run the shows are reluctant to put on sort of walkover fights you know where you're in against a journeyman and expected to get them out of there in a round or two you know so it was either take a bit of a step up or wait till you know the restrictions had sort of eased a bit but it was just like i was meant to make my debut in april you know and I'd been waiting for it, and I was training away the whole time over lockdown, and I was fit enough, so when the opportunity came up, I just grabbed it, you know, and obviously it worked out well, had a good win, and hopefully now, you know, I'll be pushed on a bit, you know, now that I've such a good, you know, a good win for my debut under my belt. Yeah, you must have been delighted with that. But yeah, that whole wait during lockdown, were you able to train the same way as you would ordinarily, or, you know, how much did that set you back? Yeah, I suppose... um, you know, obviously I was only like three weeks away from my debut when the whole restrictions got put in, so that was a bit of a kick in the teeth, you know, and it was a big show in the Ulster Hall and, you know, I had sold a lot of tickets or and all this, so it was a bit of a setback, I suppose, but we di- I didn't really know originally how long I thought it might have just been, you know, locked down first you know put back for maybe only a month so I was kept training but then when I sort of got an idea that it was going to be if you know there would be no sporting events for god knows when I suppose motivation maybe was a bit hard to get up and train when you're thinking I might not be fighting for six months or a year here you know but then you know when the restrictions started ease I just got you know I was training I kept training the whole time anyway and then when the restrictions started ease I sort of had an idea that you know MTK as soon as as soon as they were able to, they would have shows up and they said they would get me on. So I just got back into it and kept training and was fit enough. So when something came up in short notice, I was happy enough to take it. Like, But yeah, it was it was a strange one training out, you know, the backyard most of the time and all. It was weird, but okay, everyone was in the same boat, you know. It was, know. It was good to suppose of training and keep you half right, like, you know, yeah. when you were locked in. like. Yeah, in terms of, you know, things like weigh-ins and stuff like that, you have to worry about about that you know you're, it's a very precise thing when you're coming up to a fight so if you do if you do have to wait like you were waiting in your hotel does that affect stuff like that yeah well we were allowed out that sort of basically cordoned off a bit of the hotel for for us and we had a sort of bit of a gym set up and that so i could train over you know for them a couple of days just to keep the weight off but yeah i suppose normally you would be out walking about and burning the bit of weight off in this because you'd know exactly where you need to be and you yeah. want to be at exactly the right weight yeah so you know you can you can judge that when you know exactly when things are happening but when they're not yeah it's, it must, must be harder to judge because you really have to be careful with your 
diet and your exercise routines and everything yeah you know it's yeah it's just something you have to keep an eye on it's probably you know the worst part about boxing keeping watching your weight but it's just something you have to do and you know be trying you have to sort of be professional about it you know you can't really be cutting any corners so it's just about you know keeping disciplined and making sure that you're bang on it when the end comes like and the difference now between you know going pro and amateur, you know, you're you've longer rounds, uh, and how 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 do you find that? Has that been, or does that make any difference to you? Well, as I always sort of had a pro style, you know, as the pro game, I always knew it would sort of suit me better than the amateur game. You know, I'm sort of come forward and an aggressive fighter, so you know, I'm sort of looking forward to turning professional, and you know, I was happy enough with you know the debut. I thought. I showed that that I have that style and, and now I've sort of talked it well you know it's not my style hasn't really changed anything because it hasn't needed to you know so it's been it's been all right that well just the longer rounds maybe you know uh, like six rounds it's two fights back to back than what yeah, I'm exactly. used to you know yeah. but um, now I took it all right it was fitting off on that anyway so it's just about pacing it and yeah I was happy enough with it yeah because you can get it you can go up to 12 can you I mean it, you yeah can, can, title fights and that would be 12 like but I suppose it's just yeah like it's gonna be a bit of a process i suppose getting up to you know being fit for a 12 round fight but you know at the minute i'm happy enough with six and hopefully i'll keep keep getting out you know normally it would start at four but because of this i was you know pushed up to a six rounder so i'm happy enough with that and you know it's just about working your way up to the 12 you know yeah, and what what initially prompted you? To, or what, when did you make the decision to go from amateur to pro? Was yeah, when when did you make that decision? I suppose the end of last year. You know, I had sort of a long amateur career, and you know, just I won the Ulster Leagues last year, and was just sort of I'd made my mind up that the program would suit me better, and you know, you'd kind of done as much as you could do I'd in kinda, terms of amateur. Yeah, I just sort of thought that the time was right. While I was still young, I didn't want to leave it too late and be, you know, turning professional. And then I'd only had a few years and I had to push it on. I wanted to give myself plenty of time, you know. So, I suppose I was just coming twenty-four, and I thought, or, or just turned twenty-three at that time, and I sort of thought that the time was right to to turn over. And you know, thankfully, I got you know signed with MTK and you know it's looking good now are there any particular boxers or fighters or sports people that you know that you've emulated or looked up to in uh, your career uh, I suppose just take a bit of try to take a bit of everything off you know all different sports you know there's different things you can pick up out of everything and just uh, I'm open to any ideas you can get off good sports people who will give you that bit of an edge so I would sort of take it from anyone any sort of inspiration I could get you know so you've obviously I mean always loved sport and you know I'm going to talk about your GAA stuff in a minute but um what when when you were you would how did you get into boxing in the first place I mean you were you very young and is it in your family or yeah no I'm the first one in the family to box now but just when I was about I don't know about 10 or 11 I started you know me and a couple of friends I went to school with we went down to Camla boxing club and sort of just fell in love with it nearly you know just you know the, the two Marty's and Paddy there looked after you well in Camla and you know I would never look back I was there then until you know the whole way through my amateur career and yeah I was really enjoyed it you know just just got into it just got the bug and was winning fights then and just never really looked back then you know yeah, and where are those other guys now? Do they stick with it or no, are they? No, <laughs> none of the lads who went to the first night are still there. No, none of them. They all gave it up. But no, I stuck at it, you know, and 
uh, always got good help, you know, the coaches down in Kamla always looked after you well and, you know, wouldn't be here without them, you know, Marty, the two Martys and Paddy Falloon, you know. Yeah, and what about things like injuries now? Do you worry about stuff like that? Or because you're such an aggressive fighter and, you know, do you have to have to really mind yourself? Yeah, well, I suppose you can't really worry, but if you start worrying about it, that's when you'll pick up something nearly, you know, it's always the way. Like, I just try not to think about it. Hopefully it doesn't happen, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, luckily I haven't. Only a couple of minor stuff that nothing too major like an operation in the hand and it's about the height of it a few years ago but nothing really that's really set me back thankfully so hopefully um so in terms of now your um gaa career you're with um Beliks and or is it Balik? can Balik. you please yeah. fill me in on this this is an, an, a never-ending question for me because i know some people say Beliks and some people say Balik, and you, there's two signs on the way into the village and one of them are one one of them says Balik and the other says Balik, so that is even more confusing uh, well i always Balik to me <laughs> Balik. yeah okay so you're playing in the final this weekend and um, tell me about that. That was a great match the other night. The, the semi-final was a fantastic game. I was I was at it myself. Um, um, tell us about that. Yeah, well, I haven't really been playing with them this year now because of the boxing. You know, I sort yeah. of had to. But you did come on. As, you yeah, did come on the last game as a sub. So I sort of had to pack it in nearly. You know, uh, just you can't really manage the both of them together. So, but just after the fight, then. Uh, probably not of anything for a good couple of months or not a fight till you know November so talking to Gareth and you know came back in then just just after the fight before the semi-final so I haven't really I've only been with them a couple of weeks really you know and but got a bit of game time now again Newtown for whatever it was 10 or 15 minutes but yeah it's Look, it's a big thing for the village, you know, a small village like Blake. You can see if you go into the village, there's flags flying everywhere and, yeah. you know, there's a good buzz about the place and, you know, it's good, like, for young people and, um, you know, I suppose the, the senior team getting to the final hopefully inspire all the young ones, you know, to to take it up and, you know, I suppose, that, like, the last time Blake got the final was 2009, you know, it's over 10 Yeah, it's quite ago, a long time so ago, yeah. Probably all this crop of players would have been young when... When they got to the final, probably inspired most of them to, you know, to play football. So, oh, it's a big deal for the village now. It's good It's good to be there for, you don't get there too often. So, it's, it's a big occasion. Like. Yeah, and the difference now between, um, you know, boxing is such a individual sport and um, the GAA is a team sport. How do, how do you find, you know, the difference between that? Is it difficult to... You go from one. I know you're not doing much. You know you're not doing much football at the moment. But in terms of you know having team sports against an individual sport, how do you find the difference there? Yeah, I suppose it is different. I know that about it. Like uh, sort of used to. It. I always played both. You know, always done the both since I was ten. You know, uh, so I suppose I don't really notice that much difference. But I suppose just the boxing. It's all down to you. You know, whereas a football game, you know, something could happen that's you have nothing to do with, cost you the game. You know, so in a way. I would rather box in that way, you know, where it's, if you don't put the effort in, you get found out, but you can't blame anyone but yourself, you know what I mean? So it's a lot more, you know, you, you have to take a lot more individual responsibility, I suppose, when you're boxing, whereas in football, there's, you can sort of pass the buck at times, you know, but no, I just, look, there's, a, it's good being about that team, you know, I suppose in boxing, you would be training and training with a team of people and, you know, you would have that bit of a team camaraderie too but you know whereas in football you've 
40 or whatever 30 days there you know it was all there's good crack about the trainings and all you know so it's maybe a bit better crack i suppose yeah and but and and i know obviously you have got a team around you when you're boxing too but when you go out into that ring you're all on your own um i mean how how hard is that like you know you know in your own head when you know that you're out there and you're on your own it's just you against that other guy slugging it out yeah I suppose it depends how much you've trained for it. You know, if you feel prepared, you're happy enough. But if you're, if you, if you've cut any corners, like you'll be nervous going into the ring. You know, but it's a lot. You just have to. There's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot more individual responsibility when you're boxing. You know, it's just it's down to you and how much effort and work you've put in before it. And if you don't put the effort in, you know, you'll get found out in the worst possible way. You know, when you get into the ring. Yeah, and what about, you know, did you, you probably didn't have any supporters there at your first bout, which was unfortunate for you, um, especially when you're used to, you know, in Ulster and that, having, you know, big crowds there. Um, how does that, does that make a difference, having, not having a crowd, and hopefully next, next one you will, will that be, would you like to get a lot of support over there? Yeah, definitely, you know, it would have been nice to debut, you know, as big, I suppose, big milestone in May, you know, all big milestone in your career you know your first professional fight you know everyone you talk to all the old professionals and said the only one you ever remember is your first one and mine's you know in the middle of nowhere and in the studio with no crowd you know, i know do you feel like, like it kind of goes under the radar yeah, a little bit it does a bit like but yeah hopefully now the next one or the one after that you know if all goes well there'll be there'll be crowds laid back and make a big difference you know it'll be a bit it's hard to beat having a bit of atmosphere you know and push you on a bit in the ring you know yeah so uh, well, have you got anything coming up or lined up well hopefully nothing in set in stone now but hopefully i'll get out again before christmas like you know that's what i would be hoping for um but i suppose it just no one really knows you know it's this covid it could be another lockdown or anything so it's hard to i suppose organize anything really you know but not in set in stone but i'd, I'd like to hopefully be out before christmas like yeah, and you did. Um, you I believe you did a bit of um, charity work there as well. It's it's nice that like somebody with a profile like yours, you you did. Um, um, where you were running for the hospice there. Tell tell me about uh, that. Just uh, never <laughs> want to think about it again. Uh, <laughs> I ran four miles every four hours for forty eight hours. So it was. Uh, okay, that sounds like hell to yeah, me. Yeah, it was. It was way harder than I thought it was going to be. I don't even really run that much, you know. So. I don't know why I thought it would be not too bad, but it was about... I think between that and skipping would be... Yeah, that would be hell for yeah. me. <laughs> so, yeah, it was about 12 mile in, and it was... It was just brutal. Like, it was the worst thing I've ever done. Like, but so, it hold was on good. a second. It was four miles... Say that again? It four was... miles every four hours for 48 hours. So, like, if a mile... Four miles took you half an hour, then you'd have three and a half hours before your next one, you know, that sort of... But uh, yeah, it was actually a guy, Eugene McKeever, he's a local boxer, he um, he done it and he sort of, he done it for, I think it was for a suicide awareness charity um, and then he sort of got me on board to do it and yeah, it was tough going now but yeah, it raised a good bit of money for the hospice, you know, my mum, she was a nurse in the hospice so it sort of, that's why I done it for them and yeah, it was good to, good to get a few quid raised for them now, when we were not in Elster in lockdown, you know. Yeah, it's great when you have a platform like that that you can do things like that. But it's really good. I, I you know, there's an awful lot of sports people that 
did stuff like that over lockdown you know did a lot of stuff for charity so it's it's like it's a, it's a great thing you know yeah. it's really yeah i suppose when people were locked down and little else to be out they might as well do some good out of it you know so i suppose raising money for charity if you can you know it was why not like you might as well so yeah it was good i know eugene and he they raised a good few pounds as well you know for their charity and raised a good lot for the hospice so yeah it was definitely worthwhile but I don't think I'll be doing it again in a hurry now, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> so what are your thoughts now on um, the final, um, the the football final? Yeah, it's, I suppose, well, four kill will be favourites going into it, you know, with their county men. And actually seen their game again during news, they were, they were very impressive, you know, they played well. like but So they'll be favourites going into it, but it should be a good game, you know, I know Blake's up for it and, you know, will definitely be be giving it a, a good rattle on the day you know and hopefully hopefully the result goes our way but yeah it'll be a, be a tough test now definitely against four kill yeah i don't know would they would yeah, i suppose with the county men they would be the favorites but i mean you're kind of a, a, on a par together you know you're, you're you are the two teams that would have been expected to be in the final really yeah i suppose yeah maybe the draw didn't do us any any harm i suppose you know like a lot of the the two teams that came down from the intermediate and that and Derry News who were in the final last year were all sort of drew together on the one side, you know, so they were all playing each other, which we were happy enough to see, you know, and then Forkill obviously have had a few good tough games under their belt, you know, so yeah, look, it'll be a it'll be an interesting game now, I know, you know, they're, they're, they were good in their semi-final and they were good against their Oak and a couple of county men sort of you know, cause damage for them, whoever they've played again, but we'll hopefully be, hopefully be, give them a good game anyway, you know, like we'll be, I think, you know, the big people will be, you know, confident enough of, of being able to overturn them. Like. And speaking about the county now, you mean you were um, under 21 um, for Armagh, you, um, how do you feel now? It's they've, they've announced that the championship is going ahead. Um, how do you think about what do you think about that? And you know, would you have ever considered focusing more on the football, or was it always the boxing? Oh, I suppose it was always the boxing. You know, uh, yeah, I played under twenty one, and then yeah, I just started. The boxing was getting too serious, so I sort of had to, you know, concentrate fully on it, and you wouldn't be able to, you know, manage the both. So uh, I'd say boxing now will be. I'd say this could be my last last you know game of football let's say you know you can't really manage the pair of them together really you know you have to sort of pick one it's just the way it worked out you know with the final and that to say that give it another few weeks you know but uh i'll say it's boxing from here on in there yeah and it would probably be pretty scary for do you, do you expect to come on at the weekend um it's probably been pretty intimidating for people when they see somebody i know like like you coming on the field yeah <laughs> I don't know now that'll be up to Gareth whether I get, get any game time or not now but I um, can't wait for it you know it's a big occasion for Blake you know it's great to be down at our final a long time coming you know it's been what the guts of 20 years since we last won it you know so that'll be a good day out for the village now and hopefully you know the lads perform well on the day like that'll be the main thing I think if they perform well we're in with a good shout like. and now that you're a professional um that's it like in terms of your career how's that how's it been you know is this been an actual job now yeah i suppose it's not much has changed you know i suppose when i was amateur like i was still 
obviously at a high level like it's still you near training like a professional and that so it's much of the same like it's just a bit at least now i get paid for getting punched in the face so it makes it a bit more <laughs> worthwhile okay all right fergus well that's been great it's been lovely talking to you yeah thanks very much thank you as I mentioned earlier, I went to the Balik Four Kill match, uh, the Junior Championship final, on Saturday afternoon, and what a thriller it was! An absolutely fantastic game of the very, very highest quality. Um, Four Kill pulled away late in the second half. They had, um, they were, they were up by four points. They led one twelve to one eight, and there were just minutes left on the clock. But Balik were incredible. They came back strongly. A goal from Conor McEvitt put a point between the teams um, and in injury, in injury time. And then Callum O'Neill sent a free over the bar to draw the sides level, which in fairness was probably the correct result because this was a, a fantastic game of football. And they will have to do it all again on Friday night and we'll definitely be looking forward to that one. Uh, so I spoke to a very relieved Balik manager, Gareth Thornton, after the game and um, here's what he had to say. Our backs were getting the wall probably the whole game and I suppose we're, we're very fortunate to get out with the draw. I suppose we're, we've got a lifeline to end with Big Connor come on and scored an excellent goal. Um, I suppose I'd say four killer. You know, we're, we're, we're happy to live, live to fight for another day. Four killer probably devastated or you know, kicking, kicking themselves anyway. They, they probably kicked a couple of wide and stuff and you know we're just happy to, be, to get another goal. Achno, listen, it's been a good trade among these boys. You know, there's they're, they're, they've good character. You know, and that's, that's the message we give them after the game. That's what character is. You know, they've never said their attitude and the approach training like that. Um, you know, they prepare like that. They don't leave any anything behind. You know, and, and when they're out in the field, you know, so we're we're, we're just proud of them and how, how they finished there. You know, it was a cracking game throughout, though. It really was a great game of football. I'll take your word for it. Ach, <laughs> <laughs> listen, it was a great spectacle for junior football. And it was two two teams just went went at it from from the start. You know. Um, and I suppose you know, an exciting finish. But no, listen, the credit to both teams. You know, the 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 both men at it from the very very start. You know, and, and those will be an interesting battle. And I wake up whenever it is again. You know, so now we get get just get them better recovery done tomorrow or, or uh, Monday, and just get back to the drawing board and see what the story is. You know, but it just goes to show out there. Um, the first in the first half, they couldn't even take the water break till like 20, 20 minutes yeah, to get the water break because there was no play. break. The ball didn't go out. I didn't notice that myself yeah, either. No, but it was, yeah, no, we were just waiting for this water Actors, break. I'm sure. Happen. I'm sure if they knew till it was a very exciting, a very exciting game, you know, yeah. um, and I'm sure people will be be looking forward to the game next weekend or whenever it's on. Yeah, all right. Then it was over to the other side of the pitch where um, a disappointed but stoic uh, Paddy Burns, fresh from his honeymoon, gave me his thoughts on the game. How's married life treating you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's different than anything married life's going to do to me now. Yeah, it'll not get much harder than a game like that. Married life's a breeze compared to that. Um, no, it's good now. It's good, yeah. You must be disappointed that they came back at you. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, you know, we were, what were we, four points up? Um, going yeah. on a point conceded. It's never a good way to go, but that's what I was saying to the fellas there. Four kill waited, I think, 39 years to get to a final, and now we've got two, so... Um, you know, take the positives. It's been a while. We're there again. We haven't lost. They haven't lost. So it's just start again. It's not not the worst thing in the world. Now. Yeah, and I mean, there were fantastic f- performances from from all of you. You well, from everybody. It was a great game of football. But a- absolutely, yeah. It it felt like one of them games to be involved in. You know, it just it nearly went in waves. That that's actually, believe it or not, the first time I've played with the water breaks and. You can just see, you know, they had momentum the first 15 and then it was us and then it was them and then it was us and it just... Um, How do you feel about the water breaks? 
It'll probably be the same next week. I'd say it'll be a one-point game. Like for for a time there, it looked like we were turning the screw a little bit, but um, that's where you just have yeah, because they look more dead in their feet. Yeah, th- yeah, but that's where you just have to give credit to them, don't you? Like, especially if there was no water break there, and they managed to turn it around. It's not an easy thing to do. So, um, yeah, you just have to give credit to them. Fair play to them. They didn't quit. They didn't die. And um, as I say, look. Coming away, we know we have another chance, and they have another chance, and we just refresh and do it again. You, know? you must be happy now with the, like you, you and and Jamar and Stephen, all oh, were flying out there. You look fit as a fiddle. Good. Um, you're not. In, you're. It's good yeah. to see you. Yeah, injury free by the looks of things. Mm, I actually looking forward uh, yeah. to getting the county back. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it's listen. It's something to look just forward. Don't do to. anything to yourself next <laughs> week. <laughs> no, it's something to look forward. To, absolutely. Um, I had a few. I think I missed about three weeks there with wedding and honeymoon and that um, I, I just got injury free about two weeks did before that did you manage that. to get away on a honeymoon I did, did, did a, a camper van up the west coast ah, well, there uh, you the go. two of us so it was lovely yeah two <laughs> weeks but um, yeah I managed to get injury free just before I went and sort of just I wouldn't be a big drinker or anything like that anyway so it didn't take much looking after when I was away but um, no look we have another week with four kill give it another go and then of course can't wait to get in with our man and um, see where we can go with that yeah, because yeah. everyone is looking great. Any of the games I've seen, any of the county players have been. Aidan Forker there the mm. other day, and um, Stephen yeah. Campbell was just amazing yeah. in this game. It's just like you all seem to be on fire. Yeah, Hopefully well, you could take that momentum into. Yeah, in the league because games because it was lost in the la- you know haven't been so far ahead there mm. and then having to stop. It must be you know that must be frustrating. Yeah, well, like please God, we can all carry that in. But it was a great group, even when we were split up everyone stays in touch you know we're all friends and we're all um, we're more than teammates like so although there was a long break everybody sort of as I say stayed in contact kept in touch kept kept you know kept each other going with our training on our own and stuff so it's no surprise fellas are in good shape it's not like lads took six months to just chill out during lockdown you know yeah. everybody likes to if, if you're that level of a player you really should be keeping yourself taking over in those kind of um those periods when you get the chance you don't get a chance like that very often so no every everyone's flying yeah and, and can't wait to get back into it now thanks millions. thanks patty it was a very different atmosphere at the clan st paul's intermediate final on sunday clan were convincing winners um, they led not 10 to not four at half time and it finished 117 to not 10 um, i caught up with their captain Ronan Austin afterwards and he was when the celebrations were in full swing and naturally he was delighted with the result and had plenty of good things to say about his players, especially um, their man of the match, uh, absolutely deserving man of the match in Stephen Campbell. Congratulations, Ronan. That was absolutely fantastic. You led from start to finish, practically. I mean, it was a yeah, we knew. A really good win. Yeah, it was a good win. But when you we knew what St Pauls are, we knew what they can do, we knew what they're capable of. And we played them in the league, and it was maybe shadow boxing. But we knew we were in for a tight battle today. And if we got on top and we kept the store scoreboard ticking over, that eventually our fitness and our class and our ability would just push us on through over the end line. Well, that was the thing. Yeah, your fitness levels there were amazing, and of course, like 
Supi was man of the match. What would you What would you be like without him? I mean, he's just. Yeah. In my class. opinion, now yeah, I've been playing with for about ten years. In my opinion, and you can quote me in this, he's the closest thing in Armagh to Dermot Connolly. He's a Dermot Connolly at his prime. I absolutely. He is absolutely fantastic. I go to training sometimes, and I stand and watch him and go, "Holy God, look what he can do with football." He gets a lot of criticism, but Stephen never buys down from a challenge, and he showed there the day the player he is. Well, he he said to me, I spoke to him after the semi-final last week, and he was very gracious in, in admitting that. Um, he set up that goal very unselfishly and um, he said that he'd been going through that with um, Pierre McGinney in yep. training for Armagh yep. and obviously you know he takes on board criticisms like that and he, you he know, bottles it up and he uses it that ball he passed in the semi-final there's not an odd player in Ireland would have passed that ball they would have been, been blocked down or headed wide Stafford's so smart so calm so collect he's such a talent yeah. such a talent I'm glad he's playing for Connie Gale. Yeah. Such well I mean obviously it's not just Stefan it's the whole team and nope. we're all fantastic out there how did it feel to be playing St Paul's was there any sort of strangeness I'm sure you all know each other yeah we all know each other know. yeah and whenever we're saying we're close people say about a derby and an all like we couldn't be closer we share the same powers we share the same primary schools the same secondary schools god I am expecting some St Paul's fella to be in my house tonight we're that close and we just had to put that aside we had to play a game of football and the, the best team won on the day but St Paul's there's are no, good there's side. no doubt about it I mean yeah. when you look at the scoreline the best team won I mean yeah. there was never there was really never any doubt about that, the goal at the end I mean that was just kind of sort of a you know a loss on it it didn't really make much difference you were, you I, were you'd won it by then I hadn't they hadn't calmed down until the goal yeah, yeah. Really? St Paul's come back at you they've Andy Mernon in there a class act and Inter-Kite well, Andy forward. Mernon is another man yeah, yeah. But, but I think they relied on him a lot today they did they, look, St Paul's are by no means a one trick pony but if they had Andy Mernon playing my team I'd be playing the same ball in his quality, his timing, his leap, his handling, everything's good. And until we went nine or ten points up, I couldn't breathe. Yeah, because they do have a tendency to come back. They do. Games. They come back at games, and we just wanted. We talked all week and trained them. When we get ahead, we need to twist that night. We didn't want a fluky goal in the last minute to decide our fate. Yeah. We wanted the fluky goal in the last minute to put a gloss on the scoreboard. And it's been a long time, about 1965. Yeah, intermediate. We've been a senior team. We won Ulster's yes. and we competed in all Irons. And uh, look, the, the younger age in Clonagall, I'm heavily involved in it. It's brilliant. Yeah. And they weren't going to get the success the club needs us to win we need to be playing senior football uh, I'm the oldest in the team but most of them guys are 22, 23, 24 years of age our minors are coming through under 16s you're going to be talking about Clan Gale for a while so you think senior football is a good thing now yeah yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. it's kind of where you need to be, yeah. to be I know we should have won it a couple of years ago and a couple of years before that maybe could have won it but we weren't ready yeah. we weren't ready to win it and now we're ready yeah, and you have, as you say, you've got younger players on the team too. So Boy, I mean, a lot of younger players. Helps. Look, we had a panel there, 43 today. There's, there's 10 guys that are disappointed that didn't get on. No, all team would have that. The scores were so well split, spread out. Really yeah, spread apart from Stefan's man of the match show. Apart from yeah, I know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but apart from that, yeah, the scores. Were the only thing out. is, we're Clans team are renowned for scoring goals, and St Paul's maybe focused a wee bit too much on that and forgot about our point taking ability. Yeah. But the blocked our path to goal. Uh, on fair play. Though. And did the conditions affect you at all out there? It was very warm today. <laughs> it's not warm when you're playing. It uh, it's probably warmer <laughs> when you're sitting. When you, whenever you're playing the championship final against your local neighbours, nothing can st- nothing can make you feel tired. I mean, it's fatigued. The conditions are great. There's yeah. no wind or anything like that. Yeah. But I'd say you needed those water breaks. Oh, uh, oh, you need the water breaks. Do you find that 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 um, stops the momentum at all? Because I was at the Fort Kill game in Balik yesterday, and I was talking to um, Paddy Burns afterwards. Yeah. And you know, he was saying he wasn't complaining. He wanted the water break as much as anybody did. But he was saying it does. It does. Momentum does tend to swing. I know it didn't in this game, but have you noticed that in other games you played? I would say if, if the people sit down at the end of the year and do the stats about who was leading by how many when there was a water break and then how many at half time, the team the team who was winning won't be winning by as many. Yeah. Uh, do you think I, it's a good? Are you I'm not a fan of it. No. Uh, maybe at my age, people will be glad of it. But it takes you ten minutes to get the game going. Yeah. 
and then you maybe only going to get two or three attacks and then there's a break yeah. and it's only one minute but it feels like 15 Exactly. Yeah. and you're out again you're starting from a kick out you're trying to line out but no I, I'm not a fan of it no yeah. players now should be able to go I know it's all about Covid and all about sharing I water know, and stuff yeah. but you could shout over for a drink and have a water bottle with your initials on it easier and let yeah. the game flow it's hard for supporters well, to watch maybe that's something that they'll, they'll yeah, you could have at. a 24 you could have a 15 create of water with initial on it Allstate Ronan drink there you go uh, I would say uh, every team in Ireland will be in favour of doing away with a water break yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I think so yeah. anyway sometimes be glad of it when they're behind <laughs> and come back but well, in general true, but you don't, want it, you don't want it to be like that no you know? yeah. no no yeah. thanks very much well listen enjoy your celebrations yeah will do will do thanks a lot long Ronan. time coming this is my 20th year playing senior oh my goodness well, That's my last. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Eye and the Ball. If so, subscribe to our podcast and to Arma Eye. If you've any suggestions about what you'd like to hear or any comments at all, feel free to send us a message or leave a comment. And I hope you'll join me next time for The Eye on the Ball. Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 223. Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan.